previously on Those Were the Days. It comes to no one's surprise that I like old people doing old people <laughs> things on television. I want to talk about raisins on ham. He was like a copy of a copy of Frank Oz. So I got the cranberry sauce from the store. See, that explains a lot. The voice of Garfield co-created the Bob Newhart show. <laughs> That's the true meaning of Christmas. I think I've watched more Bob Newhart in um, Big yeah. Bang Theory. They're all 90-something and they made it. And you see, the 12 days of Christmas actually start on Christmas. You got plenty of time, my dude. Don't even worry about it. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of podcasts. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are only that of old television. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, those were the days. It's the last podcast episode of the year, and the hosts are embarking on a strange trip. A trip into a world where Piglet fires Santa Claus for being a drunk, and one where it's okay to have a child say they want a gun. On this trip tonight is the uptight manager, Stephen. You want to know why I podcast, Mr. Dundee? Or Amy? I do it all so the little children in the world can see that they too can blast their voices out on the internet. They too can talk about their favorite classic TV shows with their friends. They can find that there's joy in old things. That's why I podcast. The kindly nun, Audie. Okay, Rod. We got the beginning. Let, let me hear what you got for the ending. Okay, a word to the wise, all the cheer in 20th century. Yeah, that's good. Whether their concern be pediatrics or geriatrics. Why are kids caring about geriatrics, Rod? What is going on? Keep reading, keep reading. Okay, whether they crawl on hands and knees and wear diapers or walk with a cane and comb their... Okay, so you're talking about everybody. Okay, it's wondrous magic to Christmas. There's special power reserved for little people. What is with the little people? Still the children thing. Come on. Okay. In short, there's nothing mightier than the meek. Oh, you mean everybody. Okay, I gotcha. And a Merry Christmas to each and all. Yeah, nobody's going to get mad at that. Go for it. And the curmudgeonly bartender, <laughs> Travis. Hello, Jack's Place. Hey, Santa, you touch that bottle again. I'm breaking your fingers. <laughs> How can I help you? What? No, no, no. Jack's not in tonight. Yeah, no, he's never here on holidays. I mean, have you seen this place on a holiday? Look, last month, some turkey was here all day on Thanksgiving. Back in July. Santa, I'm warning you, you got 32 teeth. You touch that bottle again, you'll have 16. Back in July, Uncle Sam was here lighting off fireworks and singing the Star Spangled Banner all damn day. And don't even get me started on Easter. If I never see another six-foot rabbit in a pastel vest again, it'll be too soon. I, can't, I still can't find all the billiard balls. Yeah, I know, he hid them around the joint like eggs. Damn it, Kringle, that's it. You're out. Look, let me call you back, okay? <laughs> well, that's the end of the levity for the uh, evening, though, so buckle up. <laughs> wow. Travis, you gotta stop, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that bar keeps getting higher from here. and higher. Uh, so, that was too much fun not to do. <laughs> on that note, uh, here we are with our final Christmas episode. And I've chosen, obviously, the obvious pick of uh, The Twilight Zone. Now, 
Uh, this is not like I know that on this show we we try to not over visit shows, right? Like, because I could very easily do the Golden Girls for every single topic that we pull up, easy. Um, and uh, but we will come back to the Twilight Zone. Oh, oh. I'm gonna go ahead and say sure. a lot. Um, yes, I that I love this show. This is one of those shows which, as a kid, I thought was too scary. Um, because it was because I was a child. But um, so, Stephen, you said at the end of the last show, it was maybe in our post show that you have never you had never seen The Twilight Zone before. Not a single episode. OK, but you nope. you you I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you have a passing familiarity with a minimum of one episode. Uh, yes, because it's hard to miss the whole, there's something on the wing, uh, deal. I knew that was from Twilight Zone, and I knew the whole, stuff, like, I mean, that's just, you know that. I knew it from references from other things I knew, you know, it's been parodied to the ends of the earth, so I get it from that standpoint, I think my favorite one is probably, uh, Futurama, The Scary Door. It's a very good, it's a good version. (laughs) Uh, so that that particular episode is Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. I think the other episode that most people know is Time Enough at Last, about the guy who just wants to read his books. And then, I, I'm not going to say, because we, we might get to it at some point. Um, so this is a, an anthology show, I guess I would call it. Um, mm-hmm. Rod Serling is a hero of mine as a storyteller. Um and like me, he's like was super into like the old timey radio shows, and you can tell mm-hmm. like that's oh, yeah. sort of how this is formatted. It's really smart um, because you are building these weird worlds in a half hour show, but because you open with a narrator, you can kind of shortcut a lot of stuff that you need in order to get it into thirty minutes. Um, so I did when I was trying to decide what we were doing for uh, my Christmas episode. I, I like vaguely was like, I wonder if Twilight Zone has a Christmas episode. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, they do. Oh, huh. and it's streaming. Fantastic. And then I watched it and then I was like, all right, I have to make a decision. <laughs> because it's a really good episode. But it's also a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot in this episode. Um, but it wound up being very near and dear to my heart. So I had to go with it. Um, Audie and Travis, are you both, were you both previously familiar with Twilight Zone or how much? I love the Twilight Zone. I watched a lot of it. Rod Serling, uh, much the same, a hero of mine in terms of storytelling. The, the idea of taking our world and just, just tweaking it a little bit, making just small changes and then telling a story there is really yeah. great because it's all that's what every every twilight zone story is our world but then there's something not quite the same something's not quite right um and not only that but rod serling as a person was fantastic he was an amazing mm-hmm. person and you can find like interviews with him now on um on youtube and he was so ahead of his time on yes. a lot of topics and he worked in a lot of really great things into the allegories in his stories. And yeah, I just loved, I loved the Twilight Zone so much. How about you, Adi? I am in the exact same boat Stevens rowing. <gasps> oh my. I have never watched the Twilight Zone before now. Like I knew the reference, again, knew the Shatner thing, knew, you know, essentially what it was. I had just never watched it before for whatever reason, so. All right, so 
Trev, I want to see if you're with me on this. This is both a great and a weird episode to be someone's first. Yes, I would agree with that because it's it's a great episode because like it's got a really cool message to it, which Twilight Zone was always great about. And it's going to it gives it makes you have an emotional response, but it's a weird one to use because it's not quite as strange. Like I hadn't watched this one in quite a while. Yeah. And so I kept waiting throughout the episode for like, when's the other shoe going to drop? When's the weird thing going to happen that like makes you question everything that's going on. And this episode doesn't do that. A lot of episodes do where they're like, there's a lot of sort of cautionary tales. Be careful what you yeah. wish for type exactly. things. Exactly. There's a lot of like monkey's paw, genie's yep. wishes. Like, oh, you think this is what you want? Well, guess what? You don't. Um, and in this one, uh, he gets exactly what he wants. And it's exactly what he wants and is pretty great for everyone. Yeah. Um. So because this is an anthology show, there is a it's not a rotating cast, but there's a there's a varied cast per episode um so this has the incomparable art carney playing um i I forget his real name he's the santa claus uh in this one but his name is henry corwin Mm -hmm. Uh, it also has second time i've seen art carney as santa claus and i've got thoughts on that (laughs) yes um and it also has john fiedler as the manager um and he is known for a lot of things uh, but Piglet and Friar Tuck, I think, from the uh, best version. Oh, of, oh, yeah. Yeah, the best version yeah. of Robin Hood that exists. Um, yeah, the true, the true Robin Hood. Yeah. Uh, we've, so, yeah we've met our quota now. Amy's referenced animated Robin I'm Hood. I'm good. I'm good. Check it off on your bingo cards, everybody. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Oh, he was the old man in Emperor's New Groove, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love his voice is just my childhood. Like, yep. I just as soon as I heard him talking, I was like, I know that voice. And then he mm-hmm. got animated at one point. He got mm-hmm. the fussing. And I was mm-hmm. like, holy crap, that's Piglet. <laughs> it's just Piglet. <laughs> it's just Piglet. So um, we we open on a department store, um, which is very crowded. And there's a lot of people waiting for Santa. And, and Santa is going to be back um, at six o'clock. And it's very much that, like, classic sort of old, you know, department store at Christmas thing, right? It's straight out of a Christmas story or a Miracle on 34th Street or literally all of them, right? It's It's got mm-hmm. the big train set in the middle and, you know, it, it, is, it is that thing. Um, and Mr. Dundee is reassuring all of these moms that, you know, Santa will be back at six. Don't even worry about it. Um, and then... We wind up at the bar where Santa, who we have learned is um, real name Henry Corwin, normally out of work, but picks up some hours working as Santa Claus for the holidays. Um, And he's at the bar uh, having a sandwich and a lot of drinks. Um, Six drinks and a sandwich for three dollars. 380. Three, four, 380. Yeah, 380. 380. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's, he's, you know, he's there and he is clearly inebriated and he's like, yeah, give me one more. And he settles up. Uh, meanwhile, two little kids 
show up at the window of the bar and like they they are walking by and they see Santa and they press their little noses up against the glass and he <laughs> waves at them and he's all excited and he 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 starts to talk to the bartender about like why do you think there's no Santa Claus and i listen I've been in my cups a couple times and have just sort of waxed philosophical about why we can't have nice things. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that. Um, and and it's it's this whole, you know, like this whole thing about, you know, why why can't people have that? You know, because he's he's out of work most of the time. He is from the tenements. You know what I mean? He just wants people to not to be happy like and have what they need which i get um and the bartender tells him it's 6 30 because he said to tell him when it was 6 30 <laughs> which he was supposed to be back at six but that's okay uh yeah. so he stumbles his way <laughs> stumbles his way back to uh to the store i mean you figure out when you work at a place long enough how late you can be you can before be. you're yeah. in trouble yeah. You're like, oh, how far can I push this? That's yeah. <laughs> okay. Is, he just works it is it. Christmas Eve. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's on the way back that he runs into the two kids, right? Yeah. The mm-hmm. two, So the two kids that he saw on the window, and they stop, and they, they talk to you, because know, he falls over, because he is stumbled drunk. And they come running over, and they're like, Santa, I want a carriage and a doll, and I want a gun and some <laughs> army men and a fort. And a job from my dad and oh, turkey gosh. for Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, man. And he just cries. Like, he just, he, he, you know, I mean, these are just little kids. And these are not the, as we'll see, the spoiled little kids that are at the department store. You know what I mean? Like, these are just kids that live in this not great neighborhood that, you know, just want the turkey also- for Thanksgiving dinner. He comes out of the gate swinging, being an empathetic and sympathetic person. He's not a mad drunk telling the kids to get away. He's like, come no. talk to me. Yeah. Let yeah. me hug yeah. you and try to comfort you in some way that I yeah. can. And at the same time, destroy my own heart because I feel so sad for this whole thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it's not the, it, it took me by surprise. I was expecting it to be that story about the drunk and some shenanigans happen or whatever. And then I'm like, this poor dude. Like, really is suffering in the same way these kids are suffering and just dealing with it differently because he happens to be over 18 or 21 or whatever the drinking age was at the time. So he gets back to the store. He is late and drunk. Um, He plays with the the train set for a little bit, which is a very impressive train set. Yes, it is. Um, Yeah. But then he, one of them does, uh, does go off the rails. And he turns it off and says to the kid, you should see me with an erector set. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I would watch drunk Santa try to play with an erector set. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Kids, um, erector sets were these toys back in the day. They were awesome. All right. Imagine if Legos were hard. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and he, so he's he's going back to work. He gets chewed out um, by Mr. Dundee. For being late and drunk, and he's like, you know, you're you're supposed to be here. So he meets with this bratty little kid. He says he wants a new first name because he does have a terrible. Percival. Percival. <laughs> yeah. 
Percy Percival Smithers. Terrible. He's a snoot. Yeah, he is a He's snoot. He's a snoot of a kid. He is even the... upturns his nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? He is the exact opposite of the two little kids that we just met out in the snow. Yeah. So he he winds hey, up. By fall- the way, he called it a he called it a front name. He didn't call it a yeah, first name. He said, he "I need a, a new front name." name. Yeah, that weird. was weird. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard that before. No, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I need to call attention to that. <laughs> Quick, throw it out there in the Twitter or the the email. Have you ever heard anyone refer to their first name as their front <laughs> name? Because I really need to know. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I guess, like, what part of I the guess, country does that come from? Yeah, yeah. Rod Serling, why did you do this? <laughs> why? Yeah, this what is a he... weird choice. <laughs> yeah, people in Wyoming say that maybe. Yeah, maybe they do. Um, <laughs> yeah, who knows? And so he winds up falling over, and he's drunk, and Mister Dundee has had enough, and he's like, "Guess what? It is uh, seven o'clock and Christmas Eve, so <laughs> you're fired." Also, you should probably return that suit before you get real drunk and ruin it. Uh, Merry Christmas. Get out. And so our our poor Santa wanders out into the snow and he is not feeling great about life. Well, even before that, what he says back to Mr. Dundee, like, yeah, I'm drunk, but that lady's a bad person. Yeah, I know what's wrong with me. Yeah, he. Yeah, get, that was hard yeah. hitting. That was a big thing in this episode. And again, I, I sort of, with my history with the Twilight Zone, I kept waiting for the the thing. Though, careful what you wish for. But here's here's this uh, Corwin guy who's like, no, look, I know what's wrong with me. I have problems. I'm you know I'm a drunk. I got all this all these issues. And Art Carney just, just like tearing my heart out for that mm-hmm. whole scene. Oh. It was so much. And I mean, it's the same message as, like, it's the same message that we got in Charlie Brown a few weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like, Christmas is not about toys and, and things mm-hmm. you buy. Like, it's about so much more than that. And and he and he ends it with, like, I would have told her that if you'd let me, but you didn't. So, And it is, it, it's the same message, but it's told in such a different way. Like oh, in yeah. Charlie Brown, it's this uplifting thing of like, no, Christmas is about family. It's not about the commercialism. And here it is, this man who's just at the end of his rope and he he drinks so that he doesn't cry. Is basically, he, yeah. he knows two emotional yeah. states, drunk and weeping. And yeah. just the seeing the world around him and what it's like where he lives and how tough it is for some people is so difficult for him he can't stand it so he has to drink in order to deal with it at all and all he wants is to bring joy to other people to to see other people uplifted and given something that they don't have and mm-hmm. it's just it's such a moving moment in our, and and it's and just perfectly delivered by art carney yeah yeah, I he wrote want- that quote down because I was so hit by it. Yeah, <laughs> the, he, the drink or weep thing. He mm-hmm. wants to be a you know he wants to he wants to give the best gifts to everyone. Um, mm-hmm. Which that 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 was kind of, that was kind of the part that sealed it for me when I was like, yeah, all right, we're gonna do this one uh, because that is my that's my my love language, as it were. Right, like I'm a gift giver. 
And mm-hmm. so I was like, yes, I understand this very much. I want to give everyone everything that makes them happy. So as he's going through the street, presumably back to either the bar or back to whatever it is that he calls home, he hears sleigh bells. Now, I mean, he's been drinking, so <laughs> who knows? Um, and this uh, this cat that was voiced not very well by a Foley artist knocks Yeah, yeah. I was like, this hey, is meow. Not, Like, it's not hard to get a cat to make a noise, you guys. Like, <laughs> you can just not say meow. <laughs> like, it's right. not and, good. And, like, most TV, like, most animal noises that you hear, especially in animation, are usually a person doing them. It's yeah. typically Frank Welker or D. Bradley Baker. But yeah. they just <laughs> didn't was- have them. They weren't. They weren't Paul doing the this up yet. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Who on the crew can make a cat noise? <laughs> Do it into this mic. Meow. All right. Good enough. We're going with it. Yep. Um, so he knocks over a, a trash bag. Ostensibly, there's some cans that roll out, and and Corwin's just going to walk by it, and you know whatever. But then he looks back at it, and it's not a bag full of trash. Now it's no. a bag full of presents. And this is another spot where it could have kind of taken that turn, mm-hmm. right, into, like, the the you thought this was what you wanted or you thought you were this person, but you're not. Um, because he could have just taken it and, you know, whatever. I mean, we learned that there are magical properties to this bag. But if he was a lesser person, you know what I mean? A lesser person might have been like, great stuff. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's... He, so he's got gifts, gifts for everybody. And so he starts handing them out, um, we find out, because we cut to a um, a meeting at the at the Sa- Savior Souls or something like that um, with Sister... It was Sister Margaret. Florence. Sister Florence. Florence. Sister Florence doing her very best Christmas Eve. Oh, come all you faithful. Um <laughs> She was trying. Hat. She was trying. Mm-hmm. Hat. It's very good. And so it's a bunch of presumably, if not if not unhoused, at least down on their luck. Um, we we hear from one of them who you know that he hasn't had a drink in weeks. So you know probably it's that kind of crew, right? And and I ain't touched a drop since last Thursday. That's the Bible <laughs> truth. Um. So so. Corwin comes in with his bag because these are probably these are people he knows, right? Mm-hmm. So he they are on the list of you're getting presents, and he starts asking them like what they want and finding it in the bag. So one of his buddies wants a new pipe and a smoking jacket to go with it, and the guy <laughs> who's like a sweater. Oh, what size? I don't care what size. <laughs> Just need a sweater. <laughs> he's like, here you go, and he's giving out all you know it's everything that anyone wants is in this bag um so sister florence is skeptical um he he has a box for her with a new dress um but she goes out to get the local constabulary because where else would he have gotten this stuff if he hadn't stolen it Mm -hmm. right and this is like such a bummer like, mm-hmm. just because not only is he being taken in, but they're confiscating all of the presents until their ownership can be determined. Um, but I was do. kind of impressed in this whole scene that everyone called out for socks. 
Yeah. Because like one of the things that wears out the quickest mm-hmm. when you're in their position is your, your socks. socks. Uh, mm-hmm. You're walking a lot. You've got holes in your socks. Yep. I was like, you know what? That's an attention to detail. And they get like in appreciate. the cold. They get wet. You yep. know what yeah. I mean? You got to. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to get trench foot or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. bad. You need socks. Learn that from Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. Change your socks every time we stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, so the the assumption is that he has stolen everything from the department store, right? And that he must have a warehouse somewhere because he'd been giving out presents for two and a half hours. And so they take him in, and he's got nothing to be afraid of because he's like, no. Like, I didn't take anything. Like, like yeah. this is a magic bag. And as long as it's putting out, I'm putting in. Like, I will keep giving out these presents until there are no presents to give. And so they bring in Mr. Dundee, right? Who is psyched that that Henry Corwin has been arrested or at least detained, right? He's mm-hmm. like, great. Do you think he'll get 10 years? That would be great. Vengeful little critter. Uh Yeah. No doubt. Like, listen, listen. I drank at work on Christmas Eve one time. And uh, it was fine. (laughs) I mean, my (laughs) boss did bring it for me, so I guess that was maybe part of it. But, you know, I mean, it's not the end of the world. It's not the worst thing that can happen. Um, But he is a vengeful little man. And he's like, no, he stole thousands of dollars of merchandise from from us. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's criminal because it's all about, you know, money and mm-hmm. value. So the, the cop is like, well, see, that's the thing. And they open the bag and it's garbage and the cat <laughs> comes running out. That was great. <laughs> cat was great. Um, and they're... And he's like, see, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing we can do. We can't prosecute. He doesn't have any, he has a bag of garbage. Like, I don't know what to tell you. We got nothing on him. Um, it was a different time when if you had nothing on someone, you did just let them go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm going to hold him till we do find something. Yeah. Um, and, and to his credit, Corwin is like, Mr. Dundee, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want? Like, what, what is it that you want? And he's like, Cherry Cordial, 1906 or whatever, three. <laughs> and he, the best part, this was like one of my favorite parts. I did actually laugh out loud at this part because Corin stops dead and goes, that's a good year. <laughs> 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 he's a drunk, but he's a drunk with taste. That's right. Yeah. He does understand. He may not always be able to have the finer things, but he understands them. <laughs> so he digs into the bag and he pulls out a bottle and he hands it to Mr. Dundee and he's like, well, bye everybody. See you later. I gotta go give out more of these presents. And there's a tag on the bottle that says to Mr. Dundee from Santa. And it's a 19 whatever bottle of cherry cordial. Mm-hmm. And the cop just hands him an empty cup and it's like, here you go. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna need this. So we've reached the end of the evening. Right? We hear, we hear the bells striking midnight. Right? I think that's about where we are now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so he's just sitting Well, he's got to on... give out all the presents to the kids at this point, too. Yeah. So he's oh, yeah. he's been giving out presents this whole time, and he gives them out to, like, all of those little kids and all his buddies down at the at the place and, like, everybody. And we do... Uh, we hear the clock strike midnight, and the bag is empty. 
And so one of his buddies comes out of one of the buildings and is like, hey, what about you, though? Like, you know, what about what about your present? And he's like, I, I think I got it. I, you know, he's like, you know, I, I think my my Christmas present would be like my ideal present would just be to do this all the time to just be Santa and and give presents to everyone all, you know, every year. And it it got me pretty good at that part. Yeah. I did did lose it a little bit there because it it was wonderful. Um because we've set it up throughout this whole episode about how much he cares about other people. Yeah. Even though mm-hmm. he's a drunk, he's a drunk because he cares too much. And yep. at this point it's like you didn't get anything for yourself. I got to bring joy to other people. I'm good. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, and again, here I am watching it, waiting for like the the Twilight Zone twist of something mm-hmm. to go yeah. wrong. Oh yeah, and it never does. And then we get that scene, and I'm just like, okay, who's cutting the onions? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was convinced. I was convinced at the moment he found the bag, like it turned from trash to like a yeah. bag that he had died in that alleyway. You know, it's like mean, all of this was mm-hmm. like a, yeah, you know, yeah. some sort yeah. of last gasp of his uh, spirit. Uh, but it really, none of it actually happened. I was like, someone's going to find him in the alleyway at the end. That is sort of the beautiful thing about Twilight Zone, right? Is like the weird stuff that any other show would write off as like, it was a dream or they were dead the whole time or whatever. It's like, no, mm. this is just <laughs> actually what's happening. It's cool. <laughs> Don't even worry works, about yeah. it. Um, and, and, so he's he's headed back down the alley. He he drops the empty bag and he's headed back down the alley, presumably headed home again, like wherever he was going when he found the bag. Um, and now there's a sleigh in the alley. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, like at this point, right? Like like when he finds the bag, he is he's he's been drinking heavily, right? And like by this point, he's had a few hours. You know what I mean? Like, you can't blame this on the fact that he had six drinks and a sandwich in the bar. And so he's, like, touching it like he can't believe that it's real. <laughs> and then this little elf pops up where the on the, the little sort of shelf thing where the bag had been. And they're like, we've been waiting for you for so long. Like, we're so glad you're here. Let's go. We're going to go. We got to get ready for next year. Yeah. So he gets in the sleigh, and they take off. And as they're flying away, uh, Mr. Dundee and the cop come out of the police station. Mr. Dundee is in a state. (laughs) (laughs) He's consumed most of that bottle of cherry brandy. Most of that bottle, which that is not... It is 1960, and you have asked (laughs) for a 1903 bottle or 06, whatever. What are you doing? You gotta savor mm-hmm. that. That is for savoring. Yeah. yeah, he got it for free from Santa. Like I mean, <laughs> he probably lost some of its rarity. And, like, <laughs> like, grabbed it out of a burlap sack mm-hmm. at a police That's station. Fair. I'm sure he has more. <laughs> so, um, you know, they they see the sleigh, and and Mr. Dundee's like, "What's that?" And the cops like, "Well, uh, that was that was Henry Corwin flying away." In all of his glory, and you know that was the whole the, the whole thing, and so I this part got weird um, because <laughs> Mister Dundee's like, "You should come home with me. 
and we'll make some coffee and we'll put some brandy in it. (laughs) 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 I just, I, it got weird there. I was like, what are you doing? My dude. Um, but they were basically, you know, they're going to drink to a Merry Christmas, which I think that they have done quite enough of, but that's okay. (laughs) They'll tell you when they've had enough. Yeah. Um, and then, and then we sort of pan back to Rod Serling, who's back on the street. Um, and it's as Audie alluded to at the beginning, um, you know, he does this little thing about basically how, you know, it's, it's for every Christmas is for everyone, first of all, and that it's, you know, just be good people. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. That was good. It was a real good episode. I was pretty psyched about like I I really did, right? Cuz my my other option was very much more in line with sort of the rest of them, right? And it's that high nostalgia quotient very fun mm-hmm. Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Um and then I watched this one and I was like I can't not pick it. Yeah. This was good. good. It was a good pick. Well, it's it's a great pick because the Christmas season means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And sure. it's not always for everyone a great time of the year. Yeah. It really isn't. Yeah. That's very and true. And for a lot of people, it's a really, really difficult time of the year. And there's a lot of people out there that are like Henry Corwin, who yeah. really do care a lot, almost too much. And this time of the year can be really tough on them. Or, you know, folks that, that don't have a family to be with or... There's all sorts of reasons for this to be a rough time of year. And so yeah. I think it's a good thing to kind of see the other side of that coin and see see something, especially through the lens of Rod Serling and the way that he could take uh, a subject matter like a department store Santa Claus on Christmas and really just, just squeeze all the emotion out of it. And, and he manages to not be too preachy about it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, it's just sure. like, here, look, this is how it is. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what to tell you. Yeah. And he doesn't, mm-hmm. and, and Corwin doesn't have to have some grand speech in front of tons of people. He has his moment in front of uh, Mr. Dundee. Yep. Where he kind of, dre- he almost dresses him down right there in the, yeah. in the thing. While the guy's like, calm down. You know, he doesn't want any of the people to hear this. Right. Uh but that's it. Like that's his big moment is in front of one person, basically, because he doesn't yeah. care about anyone else that's in there. But that mm-hmm. happens at the midway point. That's not the culmination of everything yeah. that goes on. That's the midway point, and the end of it is him sitting on a stoop with his buddy Bert, saying, "How do you like your pipe and your smoking jacket?" And like, I think I got my gift. I got to make mm-hmm. everybody happy. Yeah. And maybe I I'd like to do this speech- every year. Yeah, and that speech in the middle ground—it's—it's not there just to be a preachy speech from a writer. It's—it services the character Mm -hmm. in the story. Like it's not—it's not thrown in as like I make some sort of Christmas statement. It's completely in service of making you understand Henry Corwin and where he's coming from, and then that—that helps you understand the rest of the story. Like it's—it's great. It's excellent storytelling. As Rod Serling was able to do (laughs) i can't wait till Mm -hmm. we get to do this show again like now i'm like now i'm doing the like i mean what if i just did like a podcast where i just talk (laughs) (laughs) i know a couple guys that do a show like that you know it's so uh um there are so many great twilight zone episodes too yeah there's 156 episodes from the original run over Mm -hmm. whatever it was five five or six seasons and 
so many of them are just fantastic little allegories. Um, Travis, have you watched any of the? Um, it's Jordan Peele, right? Yeah, I have ones? not. Mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't, and I mm. wanted. I've I've been meaning to, but yeah. like everything else, it's on my list of stuff to watch yeah, yeah, when yeah, I have yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're very point. busy. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, Audie, this was your first episode that you've ever watched. How, what are your What are your thoughts on like the Twilight Zone? Like, what do you? How are you feeling about this now? Well, even though I don't know, have no history watching it, I definitely have the history of what it's about. So, like Travis, I was waiting for the shoe to drop every time yeah. throughout this thing. Um, but I really. I enjoyed this episode for what it was. I'm really impressed that Rod Serling is the one who just wrote it uh-huh. himself. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay, so the guy who's known for all this weird kind of stuff from the Twilight Zone wrote this kind of stuff? Give me more. I'm ready. Yeah. And also, like I said, this is the second time I've seen Art Carney as Santa Claus. Uh-huh. First time was a TV movie that we watched every Christmas as kids called The Night They Saved Christmas. Uh-huh. It is a... I don't know how to categorize this movie other than it's a TV movie starring Jacqueline Smith. Yeah. And Art I think Carney that's all Santa you really Claus. need. Yeah. And, <laughs> it's, and it's also got um, Paul Williams is it as one of Santa's chief elves, which is just adorable. Little Paul Williams <laughs> with the yep. little glasses. Um, it's basically about uh, this family who moves to the North Pole whose job, dad's job is to drill for oil, and he's getting close to Santa's workshop. Oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen it, go ahead and give it a watch. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to tell you it's that bad or not, but it, <laughs> it's something. I mean, we watched it all the time as kids, so we loved it at the time. But it, So, I feel like this Twilight Zone episode is that Santa's origin story. Like a prequel, yeah. Yeah. Mm. There you go. I like that. So that's a cool point of view. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me tell you, the night they saved Christmas is higher rated than the amazing Dudley Moore vehicle Santa Claus the movie, and that is surprising to me. (laughs) All right, Santa Claus the movie. Mm. Um, Stephen, how how do you how are you feeling about the Twilight Zone? I love it. Um, I am a big fan of small stories Mm -hmm. that are over and done in a short amount of time, but are packed. Uh, And if this is an example of what a Twilight Zone show can be, like what an episode can be, I'm all in. Because I love short story anthologies, and I love things you can read in a sitting and get an entire tale out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, This is right up my alley. I I would totally watch more... Twilight Zone, easy. I would say, and, I would say, vibe wise, it's this one is maybe a little different, but in terms of sure, like sure. the format and honestly the message, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty on point with most of most of Twilight Zone. Oh yeah, the format's what sells me. Yeah. Just the idea of coming in every week and having a a new character to follow over a thirty minute mm-hmm. span Rod, with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah. And yep. it's Rod's going like, to tell you what I, we're dealing with. And yeah. then he's going to wrap it up at the end, and we're going to be good to yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, this is the stuff, like, I've, I have such a, a short attention span, like, when I'm creating, mm-hmm. that, like, the only thing I've ever been able to write and finish is short stories. The only the thing I enjoy the most is reading and or watching 
uh, short stories just because of the, the, the it's all done. You can write that in a sitting. You just it's done. I wrote it. Let's go. Move on to the next thing. Yeah. And I'm I'm it's telling great. you, if you like short stories and you like science fiction, I, yeah, it's yeah. really. I I was kind of surprised when you said you hadn't seen any Twilight Zone because it feels tailor made for you, knowing knowing sure. you like I do, and your love because you've done your anthologies and your shorts. Um, so like, it's perfect. This was one of the things when I took my sci-fi writing class, like we, we spent, I think two weeks on the twilight zone and like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And yeah, there, yeah. there are some just, I mean, some of these episodes, the stories are, are, they've expanded and been made into feature length things. Mm-hmm. Some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, it's, it's just this format forces you to make the, the minutes count. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no like if this was a series of of learning about Santa Claus for two episodes, it'd just be full of filler, mm-hmm. like just so full of it. And this provides you like you can only put in there what's most important Brevity to the story, the soul of without it. any like the plot demands it kind of stuff. It's like just yeah. make it as reasonable and quick as you can. It's awesome, awesome, love it. Good. Yay. Travis, I, I'm assuming you enjoyed it. I'm just going <laughs> to oh, make love, like a big assumption. Loved every second of it. Uh, I'm right now fighting the urge to just dive in full mm-hmm. force and, and just watch nothing but Twilight Zone for a while. Because uh, uh, I'm thinking yeah. back wanting to watch things like To Serve Man uh, yes. is a great episode. That's another classic. I That should have been on my list at the beginning of classic ones. I forgot that was a Twilight Zone because it's so ingrained in culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I did forget that was Twilight Zone. You are absolutely correct. Um, so basically all of it is available to watch on Pluto TV. And I what I like about Pluto is like the commercial, like it's got commercials, but they're where the commercials go. So that's yeah. fine. Like some services do not do that. They just sort of put them on a timer. Let me tell yeah. you, I watched a movie this weekend that Travis and I will be discussing uh-huh. tomorrow night on freebie. <laughs> yeah. And good lord, those commercial interruptions were absolutely terrible. Like, yeah. I, even for a movie, it was just like, yeah. But like, they just cut you off right in the middle uh-huh. of a sentence. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. watching this uh, on Pluto was yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. like where the commercials are. So then you mm-hmm. just remember that TV used to have commercials. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes. Mm hmm. <laughs> it still does when we go to grandma's house. Yeah. 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 My Same. Yeah. Late night TV that's all just sad animals and sad children. And <laughs> it's very bad. I'm not a fan. <laughs> um, anyway, um I that wraps up our our holiday our ho- our first holiday season together, boys. Woohoo. Man. Aww. That was fun. That was fun. I I'm pretty psyched it, it, about it. It was. Um, I liked the varying Christmas themes that we had. The, yeah. The, yeah. You know, the varying Christmas styles, I guess. The themes were all very like, you know, don't fall for commercialism, a lot of yeah. family and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But the different ways to get that story across, whether it's this heartfelt, wholesome thing that Charles Schultz wanted with Peanuts or Balky and Cousin Larry. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now, you know, we get tugging at our <laughs> heartstrings with, with Twilight Zone. Um having Bob Newhart just be a, a grump because he has to get his tonsils out. Like all of that yeah. is, is great. I really enjoyed this. And that, yeah, that was the Christmas doesn't have to be on any specific day. It yeah. really doesn't. Exactly. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. just, I'm just glad we avoided the 50,000 different versions of a Christmas Carol that every show tries to do. 
Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do kind of need three ghosts to show up and tell me what I'm doing because I'm really, I don't know what's going on anymore. So that would actually <laughs> would be kind of helpful. <laughs> Thanks. Can you just show me my future, but like not that far not to that like far, where I'm like dead. Just like a little bit. Just, just like a little back. bit. Am I doing good? Yeah. Am I all right? All right, great. Thanks. <laughs> like ghosts of Christmas present plus like, plus. Like, like ghosts just... of Christmas, where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I sure as heck don't know that. So yeah. I'd like to know yeah, what I, don't what know I should I'm shoot going. for. What is a plan? I don't, <laughs> I'm not familiar with the concept. Well, we do have a plan for this show, fortunately. Oh, yeah. pro. Thank you. So we are going to be off next week um, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. But we will be back on uh, January, is it 2nd? Is that what day it is? Yeah. Yeah, January yeah, 2nd. 2nd. We'll be back in the new year with a new topic that you all helped us decide. Yes. Um, yes, you did. 21 of you voted. Holy cow. Yeah, I'm pretty psyched about that. Them's That's good. a lot Them's of people. good numbers. I like uh-huh. that. That's our best poll yet. Yeah. Yeah, we're trending upwards. So. There we go. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm pretty excited because uh, my contribution to the poll is the winner. And I chose cooking shows. Um, since oh, since oh this was the one that I put forth, I will also include, like, I, I'll... I'll expand it to food, right? Like if it's, if you can't find a, a, a cooking show that you're really into, like if it's cooking, if it's about cooking, like it can be a regular show that's about cooking. Like I, I'll, I'll, I'll expand it. I don't want to hem us in too hard. Uh, but first up, we got, first up, we got uh, Travis. Yeah. Yeah. Travis, yeah. First up. Uh, Travis what, are we, uh, what are we doing? I don't have a clue. Um, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to uh, fill you in. We've got a uh, we've got a couple weeks uh, for me to figure that out. I will I will know um, probably later this week uh, what right. cooking show there is. The problem is I have a few classic cooking shows that are rattling around in my head, and I have to figure out yeah. which ones are available. That's true. Yeah, that's I trigger. have yeah. I do have a, a front runner right now that I know is available somewhere. Um, yep. And so, if you want me to make a decision, I can find out real quick no, if that's, that's available. Right. No, we can. We got a dude. whole week. We can yeah. fill it in on next week's rerun. We okay. can throw it in there. Don't even worry about it. All right, that'll, I'm that'll send me an audio clip, and I'll put it in there for you. Perfect. I will know by then. So you will find out so next excited. week during our rerun episode that plays for the holiday. So you got to yep. listen to our rerun episode and find yeah. out. Ha ha ha. Worth it. Gotcha. These were good shows. I'll go back into the old archives mm-hmm. for a good one. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I think I speak for everyone when I hope that everybody has a very good holidays and a mm-hmm. very happy new year. Um, we look forward to, like, th- thanks, boys, for doing this show with me all this year. Like, I'm feeling pretty good about that. We had a good time. I look forward Absolutely. to another year oh, yeah. doing this show it's with fun. you. Thank you all for doing the show with me and putting up mm-hmm. with my shenanigans and my intros. <laughs> <laughs> putting up We're with all I'm thankful. Start We're stepping like... it up. Except Travis, you're not allowed to step it up anymore. <laughs> yeah, no. Travis need to dial it back just a little just bit. Just like a little bit. <laughs> um, so uh, until the new year, uh, for myself, for Stephen, for Audie, and for Travis, 